Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo decoded report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestion, endo aligned product matching in your state, suggested dosage guidelines, and optimum methods of administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Hey, music lovers. The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at LampkinGuitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com What's happening, everybody? I am not by myself. Now I am. Maybe he was trying to hit that too. Uh, we got a big show on cannabis legalization news. We have some stuff out of the White House. No, new House Speaker and what that means for marijuana reform. White House, we're still waiting on DEA to reschedule it over to Schedule 3. And speaking of, we have a lawyer, a story from him that has uh, sued to try to get that letter from August 29th that nobody's seen except for Bloomberg News and a few people that have like confirmed they saw it. Uh, we have a 420 somewhere. Uh, our guest is not able to make it. We have to reschedule a strange show. Matt, shout out to him and his channel. We have some state news, including uh, Iowa. Iowa's made the cut, never does. It's not in a good way. Uh, Ohio, Michigan, Maryland is in the news. Uh, New York, Florida, uh, more, uh, and then some international Illinois. Let's go ahead, get into some cannabis legalization news and bring on Miggy. <laughs> Yo, what's happening, Miggy? You got a cat in the back, man. I do. I had one on the table too. Yeah, got another cat attack. Watch out. How many cats do you have? I got two. They're sisters. We couldn't separate the litter, so we're 
them because there's more there's always more in a litter than two yeah yeah and if you got less like cats you know you should really like and subscribe to the podcast yes. yeah but because it's it really is brought to you by cats cats and dogs dogs guard the house cats protect the mice there we go speaking of uh cats uh herd of cats mm. congress yes so they ousted kevin mccarthy and the marijuana moments has written an article about what a new house speaker will mean for marijuana reform including banking remember how we did the report on the safer banking act yeah it just uh, went through right pat we're out of committee well it's out of committee it gets a floor vote but then again it's just like the last time they passed the more act they have actually voted to legalize weed before in congress it was just yeah. it was a Democratic Congress and a Republican Senate. And so let's say the Senate passes it and it goes to the House. It's going nowhere. The House kicked out their own speaker. And then, I mean, really, overall, we're just in a stalemate, right? Like, as soon as the House is kind of shut down, what's the point, right? Does the Senate really have what with the powers of government, you know, uh, the three branches and whatnot? Are we not going to pause for any sort of legislation to come through at all? No matter what. Well, it's going to be like what speaker gets to control the narrative in that house because it's only nine months into the two year cycle. The election is in next November, but that's still 13 months away. Uh, and therefore, it is going to take a turn, maybe for the worse, because the two uh, people that are actually vying for the job. Let's put that oh, yeah. one back up. Uh, who does they say that actually is vying for the job? It says that it is a. Uh, Jim Jordan, who's a Republican out of Ohio, and then Majority Leader Steve Scalise, which is a Republican out of Louisiana. Uh, they both announced that they're running for the House position, but both of them are quite bad when it comes to uh, cannabis reform, staunch uh, uh, not supporters, as opposed to like if uh, Representative Mace from South Carolina, who has put forth her own legislation for legalizing it, became Speaker of the House, that would be much more um, in encouraging for our industry well and then so yeah the rundown is they go through the votes of both scalisi and jordan i mean either one's not a great decision because you know jordan's like the protector of uh people being molested and scalisi's like he actually compares himself to david duke and if you don't know who that guy was he was a former kkk guy so like oh. but what the point of their article though like you're saying it'll be like a shift in um like house majority whip and all these other uh, positions of power that I mean, the lower level, sure, that's great. We get more people involved, but we still need to get the goddamn top level in, right? Like, speaker sets the schedules. Speak, speakers say, you know, say, you know, the process is going to happen in play because they can stick this down the road for as long as they want, can't they? I mean, as a they leader, can until they run out of money uh, in about yeah. five weeks. Hopefully, yeah. we get our conditional license before the government shuts down. But I'm hopeful that we get it by October 28th, because that's when their 60 day review period uh, for completeness is over. And so, hey, Mingy and I should have a cannabis license. We'll, we'll bring that on the show once we get yeah. the conditional license. That'll be fun. No doubt. But don't. So like with this pause, though, right, uh, there's nothing any more legislation that needs to be happening because it's going to get stuck in either or. Right. Because with one part, one part of the parliamentary part down, it's kind of well, like uh it's, it's who can bring it up. And so like, mm. so let's say Safer gets out of the Senate and then it heads on over to the House. But Jordan or Scalise is in charge as the mm. speaker. 
they have voted against every single cannabis measure that has gone before them since they entered office way, way back in 2007 and eight, which really doesn't right. seem that way back, but it was like 15 or 16 years ago. So that is scary. Uh, okay. So there you go. If that happens, that's going to be their official party line. So you're going to see them vote 95% against or not allow it to come up for a vote even. Yeah, and exactly. Then you go and you get reelected. So the real um, hope is that in 2024, uh, with the Republicans showing like how disorganized they are, and you know, if you guys like them, cool, I don't care. Uh, but they, they fired their own boss after nine months, and now they have to figure out who is going to lead the party. And it looks like their uh, nomination for uh, president is going not a convicted felon, maybe not yet, but could be a convicted felon. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're going to lose bad. I but see, spanked. I, I really do 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 think that, but I just really wish the process was a lot faster. Like the whole judicial, uh, 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 the proper, and then again, business is kind of the same way, right? Like we won our license, what, how long ago? Months oh, ago? Oh, it's only been, no, it has, it's, it's been approximately three months. They announced it on July months. 13th. Okay. So then we, we got some things to line up, but we still do not have the actual paperwork in our hands until October, like you're saying. So there's a, a timeline for all this stuff process process right and then and, and with this one though i mean these guys are really a shit show i mean just the 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 the, the things they're throwing out there i mean the way they're even able to politicize this recent events with uh with israel and iran right like they're talking about how like we gave them this money we're not really that's not what happened you know and to keep filling the world with bullshit you're not going to have to you know you're not informing your people which is unfortunate it seems like they're just keeping this bar of ignorance all uh, high it's high that, true that true that but you know uh, progress is happening you can't say that yeah. progress isn't happening because of what came out this this past summer and so like they, they there's um, vincente which used to be known as vincente cedarberg one of the largest cannabis law firms in the country predicting that uh, it could be as early as the end of the year that cannabis is rescheduled. Uh, but uh, this is out of Marijuana Moment. A lawyer has filed a suit against the feds for a copy of the Biden administration's marijuana rescheduling letter because nobody's seen it yet. Yeah, this imaginary thing that he told everybody. In, uh, uh, I mean, he did make the statement, right? I told the uh, what about the DOJ? I'd like to see that one, too. Besides the, uh, the Department of Health, I would like to see the... Uh, you know all of them i'd like to see the, yeah. the whole mandate laid out but, yeah. so this I is mean, from, okay. this is the one yeah this so this is like that letter from hhs and the same day published in uh, so bloomberg news is the only person that's seen it but hhs hmm. assistant secretary of health rachel levin to dea administrator ann milgram that letter where is it and, and it provided its schedule recommendations moved down to schedule three where is this like you know and so hopefully they'll see it within 20 days we'll have a copy of this letter and then we can start talking about it but i think they're going to politicize the crap out of scheduling uh, or rescheduling cannabis and use it for uh, votes next time and then they can try to bring these votes up that are very popular for cannabis uh, in, in the congress and and then use like what is your position on schedule three in the debates and so, uh, and if, if they say, well, I'm going to win, I'm going to reschedule. I don't think Trump would say that. Uh, no. But maybe. Man, we'll see. I don't think he knows what it means. Well, no, I, hopefully whoever is coaching him uh, will explain that to him before the debate. 
I can just see it's gonna be the greatest of all legalizations in the world. It's gonna be the best. It's gonna be a perfect legalization. Perfect. So we got your uh, social equity incubator to talk about. We do. I mean, I haven't. I didn't get a chance to review the the news that well. Oh, my bad. Um, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. Oh, we're way. we're not gonna talk about social equity incubators. Okay. And that shouldn't be on the notes. Oh, I just I just go through the notes and click the yep. links that you want to go according to. So we got New York. Well, I'm supposed to go through the news before, but I got I, my weekends are busy. I don't work on weekends really, and you know some people say that I do. But uh, and then I was putting together a desk because we got more offices coming in the office. Nice, congratulations. Sure, busy work. It's good, man. It's good yep. to be busy. So what, what you got going on in New York, man? Uh, New York. The, New York has license windows going on right now. So New York has opened their licensing window. It is a crazy thing. New York's licensing window opened and closed on the same day. Yeah. And again, that is a little bit of a misnomer. It opened like two days before it closed. But what? you had, if you wanted to have your real estate, and so you could be given first, super first priority so that you can actually get operational, you needed your real estate on the 4th. Because okay. then you had to go through like a period of real estate review. So like... New York really was a tight deadline window and it turns out it's going to be a lottery. So I'm, we may do some work similar to what we did in Missouri in New York, uh, but we don't have very long to do it. Uh, we only have until uh, December 8th or something like that. I believe it's a two month window in Maryland that we're really concentrating on. That's just a 30 day window. Uh, social equity is being prioritized in either one. And, you know, Miggy and I will put together a social equity plan for, um, because we need to have a job fair for the uh, the dispensary for yeah. hiring and promoting social equity applicants. So we do need to create a funnel for that, and then we'll start promoting it. Um, but you know, right now we're just going to keep our heads down because Maryland's crazy. Wow! I mean, for us, I think when we when we uh, crack ground on the first of the store, it'll be awesome. So then we can start making more plans. Uh, but New York, though, man, what do you not see any lawsuits, though, happening when it comes to like the timeline? The fact that they oh, only had two days been, to jump in. New York's been two years of straight lawsuits. Right. But uh, again, like the, the real skinny on it is that there's going to be another 1,500 licenses in New York that are released. Between 500 and 1,000 of them are going to be retail dispensaries. If you already have one of those retail dispensaries through a card license, you should apply again is what people are saying, so that you can fix whatever type of legal limbo your card license was in in the first place. Because oh, uh, wow. now you have two months to, to fix it. And so go ahead and do it. Not only that, there's indoor cultivation for tier one, tier two, There's and then there's limited licenses after that. So it appears that there might be a thousand retail dispensaries, which means one per 19,000 New Yorkers. So this may be the only time for you to get a license in New York, or uh, the statute does not mention any type of caps like uh, other limited market states, you know, Illinois, Virginia, Maryland. However, we'll see. They are giving out so many. Right on, dude. Uh, yeah, it's all you. You're involved in New York or not. I'm just trying yep. to get into Illinois. Oh, no, we're all over the place. And again, Illinois is Illinois if you're not from here, and that's okay. But right, regulators, yeah, they are. They're encouraging. They are encouraging the cardholders to apply again during the October 4th to December 4th window. Uh, and not only that, they are uh, encouraging all other uh, conditional app, uh, license holders to apply again. And so this is one way that the state is using its program to moot lawsuits. 
thousand bucks for general applications 500 bucks for social equity and then uh let's see here new yorkers decided against implementing a merit-based style system for issuing licenses and instead opted for a lottery random order queuing process style to stop lawsuits now it's interesting that there's only going to be so many pieces of real estate that are ready to go and it's going to be a lottery so it is a real estate game in new york um, and then there's strategies that we've used before we used them in ohio we used them in missouri uh, we didn't need them in maryland or in illinois but they work uh, and so if you do want a shot at winning a, a new york license we may take you as a client you know it depends but uh we'll be over at cannabis legalization i'm sorry cannabis industry lawyer.com uh, the New York application process is strange in the sense that if you don't already have the real estate, then it really is just like disclosures. So the same thing mm -hmm. that we kind of had to do where you just fill out information about yourself yeah. and then you're entered into a lottery for 500 bucks. And I, I think, though, the, the reverse game of this whole situation of any state in any legalization process is that it is a real estate game. Right. I mean, that's oh, the yeah. one thing I saw during medical days was when here in Washington State, when it was just medical. Uh, I saw a lot of threats being put on the landlords uh, because uh, the you know the feds were trying to crack down, or I saw landlords getting greedy and decided to bump up the rates by like you know uh, another fifty percent, which is still huge. Landlords right? getting greedy is still a thing. Like some well, of the people in Jersey just can't believe it, and so that Jersey mm -hmm. like or like it's called green zoning. So that green zoning that's happening in New Jersey is moving to New York. We really don't have it as much in Illinois because uh, there's so few licenses that there's more real estate available than licenses and then the zoning isn't like as hyper restrictive as it is in like a, a new jersey hmm. um but yeah it's well there's just more space out here we have more more land less people well and you again your limited license is very limited like you're probably one of the more right. limited licensed states so you know uh yay for us <laughs> but yeah. in the meantime we still got uh like the corruption in arizona True leave. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh oh. These guys having a hard time getting a lawyer in, in New, Jer New York. Uh, or they're just busy because like New York's been trying to get in on this for two years and then it comes out and there really isn't an application. Like we didn't really have an application in Illinois. There's really not an application in New York. You just make disclosures. You don't have to do like uh, all of your plans like you do in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm assuming that we are going to need to have those before we get operational. I don't know right. that for a fact. We'll find out. I mean, like I've done the 1536 applications and gotten dispensaries operational before in Illinois. So we'll be good. But it'll be interesting just from my vantage point to be like, oh, so now that you're doing it this way. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all gamified. All these guys. They're all making up as they go. Well, you know, there's also there's also this type of stuff that happens. Uh, you know, we'd have some time. Trulieve alleges kickbacks in Arizona. Insiders yeah. say the play to play. Uh, oh, boy. I'm going to have to work on that. New, unique New York. Pay to play. That's right. Insiders <laughs> say the pay to play problem is well known. Uh, trips to the Bahamas, Rolex watches, expensive cars, exclusive concert tickets, or just my favorite bags of cash. This is from John Schroyer at the Green Market Report came out uh, in about a week ago. 
Same concepts. Oh, then uh, uh, shout out to Dimitri Downing, CEO of uh, Mita, the Arizona's, which is trying to go national now, the Marijuana Tr Industry Trade Association. Those are all the same concepts. It's just paying for shelf space in one way or another, says Dimitri Downing. And so uh, shout out to him. We'll be at MJ yeah. Biz. We were just at uh, Benzinga in Chicago, and uh, they we make some really interesting uh, content. Some of that will be coming on the channel. And more of that you can find over at Mita's lawsuit. But this is um, pay to play commercial bribery scheme in Arizona yeah. from Trulief subleases three hundred fifty thousand to six hundred thousand dollars for a sublease by purchasing Ooh. one of the state issued vertically issued permits in the in the secondary market is eight to nine million dollars for the social equity licenses or fifteen to twenty million for a dual medical recreational license. What you don't got twenty million in your pocket? Yeah, or, or social equity is eight to nine million. Well, I'm talking for liquidity. You know, we're gonna we're gonna float it for a little bit. Once you pay the license, you gotta pretend like you're in business for a little bit. So yeah, twenty million. Let's do it. Yeah, twenty million. It's almost that time. Uh, yeah. Packing your bowls. Oh, look at that. People packing you? their bowls. Oh, hey, hang on a second. Let me just go grab something over here because uh, you see you have to go that and you have to unselect and then select and then yeah. It'll be 420 somewhere for at least another minute. There we go. Ah, I tell you, that's a, that is a good one. And uh, one of the things that we were going to talk about, uh, and we've been focused on over at Collateral Base, which is bringing you the podcast, shout out to them, uh, is... This state, Maryland. Maryland last month did $90.5 million in September sales. Do you know how many dispensaries are in Maryland? No. 100. Holy. Do you know what that means? That is $950,000 on an average dispensary last man. month. In a month? Oh, man. That's in a month. And there is. Well, on average. That's an average dispense because, like, there's 100. They did 90 yeah. million. 90.5 90.5 divided by 100 um dude that's some cheddar right there so like oh, yeah. we're getting excited about the maryland applications are they limited right now i mean as far as like this next maryland round of applications is that going to be another social equity round or is that just it's, an open it's just like illinois and okay. so it is only social Ooh. equity and it's an extremely limited market state uh, so they have their application rounds that are currently kind of open right now uh, mm -hmm. And then by kind of open, they are doing it backwards from how Illinois did it. Illinois did it um, by like we applied and then we're in the 60 day period to prove that you were social equity. And we did all the paperwork and submitted it all to them. Right. And so they have 60 days, which expires on the 28th to like let us know if there's anything wrong or if our paperwork's in order and the license issues. Maryland switched that. And so Maryland is right now, like we would have had all your paperwork and given it to them. And then okay. they would have said, yes, your social equity. And then they do the lottery. And so it, it's just six of one, half a dozen of another, I guess. But, um, you know, Missouri did it the same way Illinois did, where they, they, they hold the lottery and then they give you time to prove that you're social equity. It seems to me uh, they, with, yeah. Well, I, mean, well, I like our way better. The, the way that you know hey prove you're you, you know you're you're eligible and then you can have to give us the business plan opposed to 
give us a business plan for something that you may or may not fucking get a chance to, to have, you know? And that, that to me is the hard part of this whole gamble, right? Like you give me the money now, because you may or may not have a chance to have uh, future, you know, equity in, in, in some of this long-standing, uh, weird. Because uh, the cannabis industry is not what I used to think it was when I used to buy quarter pounds and sell them for a quarter of the price an ounce, just yeah. so I could buy my own ounce. You know what I mean? Like, I understand business and numbers, but the, the the what the real business is is like your it's the stuff you've been doing, man. With like C corporating uh uh s corps all the different um equity investments and, and different diversion it's just it, it makes my brain bleed and my heart cry sorry about that bro but uh know. you know what we're doing to prepare for have helping applicants get in on this 90.5 million so they you know they open more stores sales go up like uh, michigan is killing illinois on sales but you know they're they're going to be quite lucrative in Maryland, and it's mm. it's a it's a lottery. It's a lottery over there. So after you've been social equity certified, we got some template sets that we've made, uh, and these templates are really what you need to then get in to the actual uh, lottery because there's yeah. The, yeah there's different types of licenses. You know the dispensary, the grower, the pro, uh, and then the infuser or processor or extract or whatever they're calling it over there. Uh, they're calling it a processor. There's that one. And so they have three license types and they have micro versions. Okay. Uh, and each one of them has to have a um, uh, an application that includes three pieces of narrative. We still haven't seen all those pieces of narrative. So we just kind of used all the regulations and drafted them for you. Mm. But uh, that's it. So yeah, it's a so diversity plan, your- operating plan, and another one. I need to update this webpage to say what three plans you get. But that's at the industry lawyer website, right? No, this is at uh, samcart.collateralbase. So okay. this is, there's links to it. And if you are on our email list, we've been blasting these things out. I can also nice. send it out to the nice people that are tuning in and put it in the live chat. Select what, all. what does it cost one to say, get your package and then also the package to enter into the state then? Uh, the state thing's pretty expensive. And so the state thing, if it's a micro license, is a thousand bucks. And if it's okay. a macro license, just a standard license, it's five thousand dollars. So our packages are commensurate with other providers that we found online. So uh six thousand seven hundred and ninety-seven dollars. Okay. Like twelve grand for yeah. and they're all social equity. And so and it's a lottery. But you have to right. three things in narrative to be able to get in, and they still haven't told us what they are. Right. And then uh, I imagine after that uh, initial payment, whatever, uh, there's support too. You know, I'm just trying to sell you, man. No, no. Like you get in and then those are your three things. Mm-hmm. Good luck. You can call no, us for more because yeah. I think the whole thing, it's you then have to get operational and be compliant just like any other Maryland business. And so I think sure. the whole thing, like if you're going to consult hands on and like, you know, by the hour or whatever, it's going to be six figures and oh, yeah, no. something like that to get completely operational. Oh, sure. No, you've already showed me that like to, to even get to as far as we got before the ground breaks, you know, there's definitely layers, but I mean, as far as just the uh, application process goes, right. Cause this is all this is, you're just giving them the application. It's keys. a provisional application. Okay. That's the provisional application, just kind of like, or conditional, what they call it here in Illinois. So that's like the first piece where then you're given the license and then you have like yeah. two years to get the whole thing done. 
Sure. Yeah. And then you're saying there's other provisions that you weren't sure of yet, but, but that's yeah, for the because they haven't told us. Cooners. So like we're just kind of watching the okay. news, but they, you, you don't know what you don't know until the regulators tell you what it is. Damn. That's the fun thing about this fucking cannabis game, right? The law keeps changing cannabis slash hemp. Oh yeah. That's going to be really interesting when that new farm bill comes up. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I got to be fun to show you at the end of the show. But we got some Michigan news. Cool. Let's go to Michigan. In Shoot. Michigan, K-12 students could take medical marijuana on school president premises under a new bill. And look, you can also use Cerebi. Okay. Hey. So students enrolled at K-12 schools in Michigan will be allowed to take medical and CBD-infused cannabis products under new legislation introduced last week. And so Democrat representative of the House would make it legal to ingest edibles, beverages, and other products with low amounts of marijuana while on school or on a bus. Some other state just passed that. Um, I think like might have been Colorado. Maybe. So, I mean, I know because there was jokes on uh, High at Nine. They were like, oh, the kids are going to be the back of the bus, you know, medicating. And it's like, I really hate when people like imply like this is how it's going to happen like right away. Right. Because even like the business side of things, I thought. I'd be able to go to the store one day and buy a quarter pounds and just flip them. But it doesn't work that way. Just like I don't buy six packs at the store and go sell them at uh, concerts for $5 a can. You know, there's a uh, regulations business. There's yeah, rules. And, yeah. You don't have a liquor license. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, there's like a level of success you can hit where you better have that liquor license because before that, it's all on the ground, right? It's all on your table. Uh, but you know, the whole point of all this is to be so well known that people buy your product, buy your brand. And we just don't think past that part because at that point you're going to be a store, you're going to be a, you know, a, a, a securities, uh, thing, you know, with, uh, with the payroll. And like you said, then following the, the regulations besides taxes, you know, your, your, your employee benefits and all the other stuff that goes with business that we don't think about, but no. this, the, the, it's, the, the, it's the unregulated, the, it's unregulated. Yeah. So that's why they don't think about it. Yeah. And kids being medicated at school, I don't think they're going to be like popping like bong hits. They're going to probably have a vape pen or some sort of a No, they aren't even allowed vape pens. It was just oral edibles. And so sure. they say designated staff member has to be the administer of the product. They can't even administer it themselves. Just kind of like how you have kids that have ADD or something and have to go to the nurse to take a pill. They aren't allowed to take it themselves. Uh, and then it did just say... Um, edibles, beverages, and other products. So maybe other products are the um, inhalables. But it's HB 5603, uh, and it is referred to the Committee for Regulatory Reform. Uh, did you know, though, that Michigan's the OG of the Midwest uh, medical, at least, or just cannabis legalization market. Oh, yeah. Medical cannabis was legalized in Michigan in 2008. Damn. I didn't realize that. Right? I just know that they had uh, that concert for John Sinclair there that uh, John Lennon actually fucking hosted. Yep. You and know? so, it, but that's 2008. That's why there's a lot of good grow talent. Yeah. And great prices in Michigan because for, and they, they didn't legalize it until 11 years later. So for 11 years, they had a lot of little small growers, uh, caretakers growing 72 plants for their patients because they didn't really have like a lot of stores. It wasn't commercialized in the limited market sense like they did here in Illinois yeah. uh, six or seven years after that. Well, you know, in Michigan's just a huge uh, culture as far as like besides John Sinclair, there's the hash bash. 
uh, you know, if you want to read a really sad story, you can look up the Rainbow Bridge. It was a farm that was raided that the uh, the owners were killed in. So yeah, Michigan, they definitely have a history. And I think as we evolve into this business side of things, dude, like once we cr- break ground and I'll start coming out there and, and, and just to, you know, be a part of things when I can, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see like the culture evolve from festivals to Canacon. You know, there's like the, the vibe of like, it's illegal. So we all must like use secret names and, and secret handshakes to yep. Oktoberfest one day. And, and we're not you know, there yet, but we'll get there. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? So the culture is definitely going to change the perception, the people, because your average consumer of cannabis is just a fucking average American or person, you know? Typically Nothing special. Nothing special, unlike Senator Chuck Grassley. That guy is what I would refer to as a piece of work. Yes, sir. And so this is out of the Gontrepreneur. Senator Grassley says Congress should prioritize scheduling fentanyl related substances over cannabis banking. That is Senator Chuck Grassley, a Republican out of Iowa, and he wrote a letter to the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer arguing that the chamber should prioritize uh, a measure to permanently schedule fentanyl before the Safer Banking Act, which would normalize cannabis banking. And this is just fear-mongering again, you know, because, like, we know legalization can help reduce with the fentanyl crisis and the opioid crisis, you know, access to something, safe access, it's a good product. Gives people good decisions. And, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I don't think these guys care if their fentanyl's been tested when they go to, you know, they're just doing their fentanyl. Like, ah, but. Yep. And then uh, I like Gondrepreneur. They do nice quotes and shout out to them. But in this letter to Grassley, he claims that the banking bill could equip criminal actors with resources to expand their influence. And for years, the law enforcement community has raised concerns about the safe banking and its prodigency are the boon for the very cartels that are pumping fentanyl into our street. Despite its relation to Title 18, the legislation has largely bypassed critical eyes of the Senate Judiciary Committee on the current text is little to resolve the Justice Department's enforcement concerns. We got I and I watching and uh, what up, Jason? I- Jason, Jason's a Republican, and he, he must get a lot of shit. Actually, he's got his own channel, but like for me, I'm like, why do Republicans like to shoot themselves in the dick? Like this whole argument about the fentanyl, you know what I'm saying? I just, but everything that's been going on, like with this whole ouster of the the House Speaker, right? They try to put blame on the Dems, right? When it was Matt Gates who stood up and said, "Hey, we don't agree with keeping the government going forward." Like just the dumbest shit these guys are doing, and I just really fear. Uh, states are going to legalize it first before it even happens federally sometimes. States should legalize it. For, well, the states have been legalizing it first. But, you know, federally, if it goes to Schedule 3, great. And then uh, there's going to be things that they can do to exempt them from needing to register with the DEA. And again, Schedule 3 for a plant makes no sense. Schedule 3 for cannabinoid medical, you know, uh, products, you know, not even like vape cartridges, but even more like, you know, medical as if it would be like an inhaler or something custom made for a particular ailment pursuant to a doctor's prescription and guidance. That wouldn't be a plant, you know? And so like, that's the thing. Like, it, it, Where else in schedule one, is it just a plant that has been yeah. labeled as a drug as opposed to like heroin, which is, it's not like poppies are in schedule one. No, they they took the poppies, they extracted them, they made them into something, 
Um, and then I think even heroin's a synthetic, to be honest, but I, I'm yeah. not a chemist, so I don't know. Uh, and, and that is, well, heroin that's was made by bear, you know, yeah. thank you bear. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's true. But then again, also cigarettes and alcohol. Like, well, you know, where are they on the schedule? Right. Seriously. Hell, or even Benadryl, dude. Dude, when I take Benadryl, drugs, it's not like where is a plant on the scheduling besides weed? Is there another plant in there? Um, maybe peyote, but is it peyote that's in there, or is it the actual psychedelic, psychedelic substance yeah. that's in the? Like, it's not. It doesn't say mushrooms. It right. says psilocybin, right? And so it, they shouldn't have cannabis be in there. They should have THC or something like that be in there. But well, messed part up. Of problem- Probably because of the stuff that we're about to talk about next from Ohio. I mean, you know, and I, I wonder who's behind this one. Yeah, this one would be interesting to figure out who is behind this in Ohio. Uh, Ohio is being because they have four weeks to go before Ohio hopefully legalizes it. Oh, tune in on next week's episode. We're going to see if we can find any polls on these ballot initiatives that are going on in Ohio. It's sometimes more difficult to find state polling, but we're getting into like the last month before the vote. So sometimes you can find state polls. We'll try to find those for you next week. Yeah, yeah. But Ohio seems to be on the go, and we got lots of viewers in Ohio. Uh, Yeah, shout out to Ohio. Yay. Uh, The campaign sends, like, marijuana legalization campaign sends cease and desist letters to TV stations airing opposition ads filled with lies. That's amazing, dude. Yep. It's incredibly disappointed that anytime Ohio voters are lied to, says Tom Heron, a spokesperson for the Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol, but it's clear our opposition sees no other way to defeat issue two. And then uh, two television ads from the organization, Weed Free Kids, because think of the children. That would be great if that's their tagline. Weed Free Kids, because think of the children. Contain multiple false or misleading statements about the proposed law. Unlike candidate ads, wrote lawyer Donald McTeague of a law firm, organizations like Weed Free Kids don't have the right to command the use of broadcast facilities. And because stations aren't required to run issue ads, your station bears responsibility for its content when you grant access to those uh, 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 people that want to buy ads. See, if you just say it about a person, that's one thing. But when you say it about an issue, I guess that's uh, not political speech. I imagine it has to be truth when you're talking about an issue because, like, like this is awesome. In one title called Flatline, a series of warnings flash across the screen as the sound of an EKG machine beeps sporadically. A steady beep at the end of the spot suggests heart failure or death. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And then it says marijuana history was made because somebody <laughs> died from weed. Yeah. See, right? Oh, my God. That would be exactly Even that, that lady or the, the person who died uh, at the True Leaf factory, was it True yeah. Leaf or the GTI? That was asphyxiation. That was, you yeah. know, not Powder. the weed. That right. was uh, an allergic reaction and, like, unsafe of- and unsanitary uh, working conditions. 100%. Lack of air circulation. But the... Uh, the plant itself, and again, out to everybody who smoked like a whole bunch, and then you probably take an edible, and then the room spinning on you, you're not going to die. You're not going to die. It'll just feel like it for a minute. And if you do, that's the one thing I kept telling myself was like, my family's going to be so rich because I'll be the first person to die from marijuana, and they're going to take my body. And Making the me. news. <laughs> but this is sad. And then the other one is a, a candy ad, the opposition campaign. Oh, by the way, it's almost Halloween, so don't wait for that bullshit. Yeah. 
Yeah, candy. The opposition says stores can be flooded with candy laced with a drug that puts kids at risk. And then it has a background of products called Stony Patch Kids, which resemble Sour Patch Kids and completely ignore the regulations imposed by Ohio law that says you're not allowed to do that. Right. Or the fact that these people are going to be 18 and over, you know, 21 and over, you know, whatever line they set, you know, these kids aren't walking in the stores going, oh, I accidentally bought Sour Patch gummies with 10%, 10 milligrams. Ridiculous. Mm. Issue two allows for marijuana manufacturers to market their edibles as sweets as candy without any safeguards for children. The opposition ad claims this means that many children will be poisoned by lookalike products. That is just not even accurate. There are regulations about what you're allowed to do if you have a license. Right. And, and again, like safe access rules, this would all like benefit the consumer, you know, but these guys are preventing it. They're, they're, they're enabling bad behavior from both law enforcement and society. Yep. I pointed to language that would allow regulators to set rules to prevent advertisements that are false, misleading, targeted to minors, promote excessive use, or that promote act, uh, illegal activity. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're just straight up lying to you to get you to vote uh, to keep weed as a crime in Ohio. It's ridiculous. And right. who do you think? This is either the law enforcement or the Republican Party sponsoring the anti-heads. I get no, you know. I think it's law enforcement. Yeah. And then yeah. other people that hate weed. Yeah. The Ohio chapter, the Academy of Pediatrics. Oh, is that what? Oh, Jesus. That's one of them. Yeah. yeah the associations of health commissioners, 112 health departments. So the Ooh. health departments don't like them. Because, like the police, they'll be like, we don't know who to judge. We won't be able to tell who the bad guys are. Well, here's uh, some report as to what the polling is. Survey by the campaign last month said three in five voters said that they support this. So it might be a 60% vote to to legalize. Here are some of the key provisions on the November 7th ballot. It will legalize possession of up to 2.5 ounces of cannabis for of adults 21 and older, and they can have 15 grams of concentrates. You can do home grow six plants for personal, 12 plants per household, sales tax of 10%. And then they divide that up by saying some 36% will go to social equity and jobs programs. Uh, some 36% will go to uh, local uh, localities that allow adult use marijuana enterprises in their area. And then 25% will go to uh, education and substance misuse programs. And 3% will be for administrative costs and implementing the systems. Hmm. I wonder about the market out there. Hyatt Nine say they don't even sell eights. So, I mean, it's going to be a thing they're going to allow. Yeah, Ohio's got some weird stuff. Like, they have yeah. some, they don't sell eighths. They sell a very strange um, amounts that they are. And I, I looked at it once. I can't remember what One it tenth. is. It was, it, was, it, was, it was all in tenths, not eighths. Yeah, okay. It was very peculiar. I'm like, that's weird. Because well, you can't use the 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 metric system? Well, what's, the, what's the issue, Ohio? I mean, it's not... It's not very European. The whole America uses the metric system. And then here you go. 50 adult use cannabis retailer licenses for social equity. Will Miggy qualify in Ohio? Tune in in 2025. Let's do this. Let's hope. Individual municipalities can opt out. Employers could add add, uh, 
policies to prohibit consuming for adult use. They can't block existing medical marijuana firms, even if they wanted to co-locate their adult use areas. Uh, and then they will have to provide addictive services for cannabis. Okay, sounds all standard. But now let's just watch where the money goes when they get that first $900 million in taxes. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just see how it is going to go. In 2015, they rejected a measure that would have legalized it. But that was a very strange one with just a, a monopoly that was going to happen. And so hopefully this one, it appears it'll still be limited. But hopefully that limit will allow for, because for my math, there should be at least 500 dispensaries in Ohio. Currently, there's 144 I hope that they don't give all the medical dispensaries an additional one and that because that would double it to like 288. I think they should have to apply again, you know, because they already have one. And then uh, yeah. 50 social equity ones. So even if you take the 50 social equity ones and you put it on to the 144, that's that's less than 200. You are going to need about 500 dispensaries in Ohio because it has uh, approximately the same population as Illinois to have wow. one dispensary per 25,000 Ohioans. Oh my God. So that's another locked in state, small market. Uh, well, not small market, small license. Huge market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, huge market. Wow. Dude. Oh yeah. That would be like that state with how many they have. That was, those dispensaries would be doing like 2 million a month. And you know, this is the, the thing about the business that uh, kind of leading into, you know, I, I spent my week watching uh, a lot of like uh, money movies. Uh, I watched a big short the other day. Yeah, it blew my mind for the first time. I was like, oh shit. So that's- You hadn't seen that before? I, well, I was part of it, right? Because like I, I had a house and, and shit during that time frame, and uh, I, I understand how like people were getting approved for everything. I had two houses at one point, and uh, uh, then we flipped one, then we went under on another one uh, because of the flexible rate mortgage stuff. But yeah, uh, your you know, so, that. Oh, it was so hot. Yeah. But <laughs> but the thing was, I, you know, I learned a lot of that one. And then I finished watching the uh, the one on Uber about the CEO there. You know how he mm. was a founder. And, and, and all these big companies that we talk about, really, it's there is no ingenuity. There is no one person really, for the most part, behind anything, right? Bill Gates bought the code off of, uh, for DOS, off some Porsche Lub. Elon Musk bought everything. Tesla, PenPal, no, none of these guys invented anything, but they knew where to put their money. They knew how to shuffle it. And then now we got the, with the, the high time CEO going on, the, the fraud case going on with that. Let's play some Name That Strain right. and then do the fraud of high Let's times. Cool. <laughs> Continuing our, um, it's October, so it's a Halloween strain. There we go. It's a very, very, very lovely nug. Hand trimmed. Very lovely nug. Yeah, of course it's hand trimmed. And um, beautiful orange hairs. Not a hint of purple. But lots of lime greens and some dark greens. Do we know if it's a sativa? It's a sativa, right? Uh, let me pull up its notes and we will kind of go over that. Uh, let's see. This one is a 70% sativa and it's a cross between Killer Queen and Jack the Ripper. It's by Subcools the Dank. Lots of good guesses. Not green crack, not swamp thing, not pumpkin spice. So is there, I wonder if there's a pumpkin spice. That'd be, you better nail that one. to be some nasty ass guy. I really don't like pumpkin spice. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Pumpkin spice, I bet, would really blow up uh, for like one month out of the year. <laughs> Just one month. 
I saw a, a meme. Uh, you remember? Uh, 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 damn it! What's the, the the western with Mel Brooks and uh, uh, Gene Wilder? Uh, that is Blazing Saddles. Blazing so Saddles. Like, who are the parents? They're getting the parents, but yeah. So Killer Queen yeah. and Jack the Ripper are the parents. It's a seventy percent sativa. Uh, it's by Subcool's The Dank. Then, uh, and of course, it's Halloween themed, and so like the name of this weed is kind of like spooky. October. It's October. Yeah. Check your kids' candies. That's right. Somebody might be trying to lace your children's candy. Might find a whole eighth in that bitch. Yeah, right. <laughs> Little nugs. Anybody? Anybody? Well, you know, let's talk about this while we talk about that. That. Uh, okay. And so we can go to uh, this one. Uh, do you, that one, I think, is on, on yours because, like, mine is. Oh, yeah. You want to move it down? Yeah, no, no, go ahead and you can move it around. But the okay. SEC has accused high time CEO Adam Levin of securities fraud. So the Securities and Exchange Commission filed a complaint against High Times Chief Executive Officer alleging securities fraud. And everybody that we've talked to in the industry said, finally, boy, that took them a long time. Well, dude, you you were talking about this two years ago when they were doing the, the round of bullshit, like, uh, you know, single investors, right? Where they. Where he did that infamous, like, I'm going to do a bong grip in front of all the investors and I'm cool and uh, mm -hmm. part of the culture. And, uh, you know, that's the funny thing about the culture, if, you know, whatever there is out there. Because, like, high times, you know, we all think high times is the culture, epitome of. And, like, even when I was young and wanted to write for them, I, 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 I you know, I was like, they're a bunch of hippies. But then there's a business side of that place, that company that you don't see and you don't know. And, it blows my mind that you have actual grown-ups and suits that are mm -hmm. behind all the, the rigmarole, pretty much. You know, the investments, the because stories don't pay. That's for how money stuff. works. Like yeah. money is organized, yeah. um, and, and so like, yeah, it's what blows my mind. It's like when, oh, we got the, it. What's that? Oh, oh, we got it. Okay, there you go, Jack Skeleton. We will take a small break from reporting on high times. To talk a little bit about Subcools, The Dank, and Jack Skeleton. Um, and let's see, we also have one from Leafly, products of his. Okay, but you know, he has, he's hes the guy who created the genetics behind that. Subcool? Subcool. Let me just pull nice. up the Jack Skeletons. So do we have that from, name that strain, this. there's the Leafly. So there we go. Uh, Jack Skeleton, Subcools, The Dank, 70% Sativa Cross, Killer Queen, and Jack the Ripper. TGA sought out the most heavily resinous phenotype that he could find for each parent. And with a fruity citrus and diesel aroma, Jack Skeleton is an intense psychoactive experience with creativity and introspection. So watch out for getting paranoid on this one, but it is a Jack Skeleton. And then flowers in eight weeks and thrives in sea of green setups. Hey, did you see Kevin Jordy's out in freaking like Afghanistan right now? I saw some posts from him. Yeah, I didn't know he was in Afghanistan, but that's somewhere over there. Thoughts and prayers, bro. I hope you're safe out there. Well, he's doing he's doing it for the plant. I hope he's in a safe place, and I hope he gets yeah. some great genetics. Oh yeah, I mean it's gotta be an amazing trip. But then the shit that's going on now, I'd be like, oh, fuck, why did I pick this time? Yeah, I know, I know, right? But uh, genetics—that's probably yeah. why he picked it. But the, back to high times, boy, does yeah. this guy suck. And so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so they had, they were doing a reg A plus offering in March of 2018 and they were going to sell shares 
They were going to sell at 11 bucks each. And they said, and the SEC alleges that in 2020, the company failed to update audited financial statements. Since the company didn't file these statements, it's no longer allowed to sell the stock. So instead of like updating, you're, you're going to. Get mic not, bro. Get mic. Uh, there you go. It was like going wobbly or something. It was like faded out. All right. Just, well, nobody really good cares. Now. Nobody really cares about like stocks and manipulation and a you know, reg A plus and all that type of stuff. Unless you like money, and if you like money, I don't know if you'd be tuning into this. Well, this is the thing again. You talked about this two years ago when he did that. You're like, I can't see how he's getting away with this. And for me, being a, a, a I don't know what do you call it a normal guy average joe uh ignoramus yeah. uh i was like i don't know i don't care i mean like a lot of finance little, bro yeah yeah what do you mean it's illegal to collect 11 bucks from 100 people or a thousand billion people you know i mean <laughs> no you mean it's legal but it's regulated you're just mm -hmm. not allowed to do that type of stuff and that's one of the reasons why they were supposed to have their audited financials to price the share of their stock but they didn't update the price they didn't update their financials yet they continued to sell the stock despite not having the authority to do so yeah. They sold 13 million of securities in this uh, from the time that it expired. So they weren't allowed to sell those. Well, you know what's even worse about the stuff they're doing? Because even how they were doing negotiations, because they bought Dope Magazine, which is was a really good magazine at the time, appealed to a lot of people. The uh, owner got, I think, a small cash supplement, but like a, a million dollars in stock, which is probably mm -hmm. like 50 cents now for high times, right? Like, it was, it was just arbitrary. It's just some made up shit if they keep liquid you know uh diluting it with, the, with what they were doing all the other stuff right yeah i'm just glad they have the um so if i go there will i go to the next page i have to hit up and down for the pages hmm. too bad that i can't download the actual complaint or try to print it it would be fun to read because they have the jurisdiction one of the first statements that you put in a federal complaint hmm. uh, and then uh, the summary the defendant the related individuals and here's the allegations the high times offering High Times initially qualified to conduct a Red A offering. And so there's rules. And like, if you're going to, if we wanted to put together one of these offerings to sell stock in our company, there's shit you have to do to comply with that. But we aren't, sure. we aren't doing that uh, at all. Like the, the transaction that we made is an exempt one. But okay. um, yeah, because like he's going to outside investors. We really weren't doing that. Sure. Well, and and then, then, go ahead. But we did, we did make a valuation. I mean, like, we did DCF analysis to arise at net present value of cash flows, but you know, okay, why wouldn't we? Yeah, right. And then that's the thing, right? It's like you know, now we got the the, the license. You you got the evaluations and the models going on, and these are things that you need to do in the steps and processes to actually having a business. You know, here's that sexy uh, music in the background again. You know, brown chicken brown bro, but that's what business is about. It's just like these layers of agreements. Uh, the supply chain, all this other stuff that you're just like, I don't, I don't, I just want to go buy a quarter pound of weed if I can sell it to some people. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but you know, even if you're doing it with tomatoes, if you're doing it with, like with corn, like there are a lot of uh, complex financial instruments for selling corn. Like, right. you, you usually partner with somebody who's got like a finance degree and they call them like grain marketing. And so that grain marketing, so like one day it's completely feasible to think finance guys are going to be talking to the growers directly and talking about um, not grain marketing, but bud marketing contracts and like sure. hedging futures and all those types of stuff. But hmm. then like weed is a commodity if you can have those types of futures on on, on weed. But isn't the uh, the SEC's angle on this one is because they were open traded too, right? Like they were on the exchange. They, yeah, they are. Uh, they were 
conducting actual, you know, uh, raises of stock. So they were like offering stock to sale to the public pursuant to yeah. regulation A plus. Uh, and that is different than doing a private offering that's of exempt securities under Reg D. Okay. And so theirs was much more public than what we do. And then right. what I would typically do would be, there's Reg D, here's a safe harbor, make an offering on that. Unless you're getting to something where you're like, oh, these guys want to go public. Okay, let's get more lawyers because I haven't done this before mm. and figure that's this it. out now. Is that something kind of like how, like, I would say, I hate to say it, how Paul Stanford lost his name, right? Like, he went in business with some people, but then they, on the back end, because this was all just, it's not, they were on the market, or at least his company wasn't, but they diluted the stock so much that he, his was worth nothing, right? Like, um, they can. A, they can dilute yeah. stock. They can also do this other one where they can capital cut your ass. But um, if he lost control because he doesn't understand the corporate shit, that's kind of his fault like you know so yeah. one of the things that i have to do between now and uh the, the future when we're operational and the, the state will approve changes of ownership uh is draft an operating agreement that i understand okay i can not do that you know because like that's right. how the company works and that's what, yeah i don't know how he got shafted but um he I probably just... didn't read his operating agreement or his shareholder agreement mm. that's people don't read contracts it is hilarious that people don't read contracts but oh. uh, they don't. Did you read your mortgage? No. no you just I signed it, didn't you? I don't even sign. I don't even read hotel agreements. Matter of fact, that's why I got kicked out of a hotel one time. I'm like, who fucking reads these? You know, I'm just not going to do any. Got caught. My wife was smoking a cigarette or something in a hotel room and got booted. That'll be five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a boot at the time. But we got some news oh. in Illinois. Wait, how do I say you Illinois? Now, uh, if you want to actually be in Illinois, uh, you don't pronounce the S. But if you call it Illinois. We just think you're not from there. Oh, yeah. All yeah. Right. So, Illinois. <laughs> don't you know? Oh, don't you know? Illinois officials. Let's go ahead and put that on up there. Yeah. There you are. Highlighted, unprecedented. Unprecedented. Yeah. Of legal marijuana market as cannabis revenue outpaces alcohol. Good deal. Yep. So, and, uh, so yeah. So, like, they're just buying a lot of weed. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so they brought in 451 million for the state, 451 million dollars to Illinois. So Illinois' programs, their roads, their bridges, their schools are gonna get better because we have 459 million dollars more flowing in from taxes because people are buying a lot of weed, more so than alcohol. Alcohol is a lot more sales. Like you can go anywhere and acquire alcohol basically if you're over 21. But there's just like 200 shops or less that are operational in the state of Illinois where you can go acquire cannabis and 316 million from alcohol, 451 million from cannabis. I think we need to raise the alcohol tax in Illinois. That's what I was thinking about just now was, you know, here in Washington state, uh, the taxes are seeded apples, which is our main stock. But is it actually the, the amount of the plant itself being massively consumed that's outpacing the alcohol or is it just the damn taxes? Right, the twenty-five, whatever you know, who's getting taxed? It's the taxes. It's just like yeah. a lot of tax. Yeah, yeah. So let's tax the alcohol more. We need to we need to tax that alcohol more. Licenses issued by county. So yeah, there's more, and so like there it is. 
200 conditional licenses were issued in December 22. The department also finalized rules. And then more than 2,600 individuals applied for 55 social equity dispensary licenses. And we got one of those. Yay, us. Yeah. Hey, we got lucky. Uh-huh. And, and then this is the other one. Uh, 80% of owners in sweet suites. And so there's a striking lack of diversity. White people make up 88% of majority owners and 80% of C-suite executives. That is not going to be the case for our company. Yeah. We will not be white owned. There will be some <laughs> white ownership. I, oh, yeah. yeah. But Maggie, uh, I think you don't qualify because like uh, you're Latino, right? I, yeah. I'd have to check Illinois. But I also know that our investor, he also doesn't qualify. No, I definitely 100% know. God, I can't wait to open a store. Well, you know, uh, stores like that should be the ones they want to open because it goes with their political um, paradigm that they want yeah. to have more diversity at all levels of dispensary ownership, employment, and products. Oh, it's going to be awesome, especially in Peoria. Hello, Peoria. Can't wait to come yep. visit you. Oh, yeah. The Hello Peoria store is actually on three. And so is I'm on really? four. Yeah, if I, I could show you. I'll, I'll take a picture because I'm going to get a sink installed over there. And I think the plumber needs to get into the Hello Peoria office, but we'll see. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. you guys are part of like the, or you're, they're, um, what do you call it? The people who Rex parks and recs or the. Oh yeah. 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 So the city actually has sweet 420 down the hall and I, I bitch about it all the time. Oh. Yeah, it's great. Cause I had to be sweet 404 after I found out that they were sweet 420. <laughs> so that basically means like, and I'm, I'm kind of a nerd. So the reason why it's sweet 404 is office not found. Yes. It's like, you know, uh, you got a 404 error. What's that? Web page not found. <laughs> not found, baby. That's a good one, dude. I love it. We got some international yeah. news. Oh, the international news. That is some good international news. And then this means that Cookies Amsterdam might actually be coming here soon. Oh, I blew that one. I shouldn't have done that. Oops. Touch Canvas Pilot. Canvas Pilot Startup phase to launch in December, over three years late. Three years? Yeah. Hey, welcome to Cannabis Time. It takes <laughs> fucking forever. Yeah. Seriously, though. So what's going on here? The Dutch government expects a startup phase to last a maximum of six months. That will be followed by a transitional phase. So still, they're not even going to be opened up yet. Right. And so there's going to be a startup phase where they have three of them. A closed coffee shop chain will experiment. will start on December 15th to 23. Most recent plans has two legal growers are going to be ready to deliver coffee shops for the fourth quantity of 23, not cookies Amsterdam because they need to get, but then they, I think they are one of the 10. So there are these 10 licenses that are out there and then the first two will be ready to open. And then that's enough to start their, their, their initial phase of the experiment in wow. Brenda and Tilburg. Brenda is a municipality of 180,000. That would be one dispo per 180,000 people. That would be worth like, five million a month or something you know here if if that's what they had and then tilburg is like two hundred seventeen thousand residents i'm nope. just surprised that um legacy brands from that area haven't decided to you know venture out more and expand you know i mean sensi seeds were from out there all the old canvas cups uh hell everybody just talks about amsterdam right like there's gotta be old legacy growers and people that we don't know about that you know, are they just too busy being underground or I don't know. They just move so slow. Like, you know, Canadian producer Aurora Cannabis pulled its plug with the agreement of Dutch producer Growery because they had an agreement from 2021 and 
two years later, nobody's operational. So yeah, agreements will fall through if regulators don't approve them or it takes two years. Uh, I mean, that's one of the things where when the regulators need to have enough people working for them to not only inspect and to make sure of compliance, but to allow for the transfer of the licenses. Yeah, no, it, it, and again, the, the, it's not the business I thought it was going to be when uh, you're 18 and thinking, oh man, when this plant's legal, I want to make so much money. <laughs> it's going to be like like the Jersey weed man, you know, like, I mean, he's doing everything. He do, he did everything from the ground up, you know, but he's beyond that part now. I, be, I bet he's beyond any plant touching thing right now, but yeah, I don't know. Yep. That's right. We got one more crazy story out of... Yeah, and this this is a story out of Michigan. Michigan's a big city, uh, I'm sorry, a big state when it comes to sales. They do like $100 million more a month than Illinois. So like Illinois might do $130 million a month. Michigan will be like $230 million. And their former chair of the marijuana board has been sentenced to over five years in federal prison for bribery. At seven out of the Justice Department. So justice.gov is reporting this, meaning the feds. <laughs> but this seventy year old Rick Vernon Johnson, and you know, I wanted to feel bad for this guy until I got to the part where he's it's it said that he's busted for for favors and, and bribes that he asked for, you know, like you clearly went out of your way. <laughs> and using yep. the alias Batman. Oh my god. I'm Batman. Pay Batman a hundred thousand. And that's the thing. He has to do prison. He's 70 years old. He has to do prison for over five years, right? Because 55 months, I think yeah. is, well, that's almost five years. I think 60 months is five years. And he's fined another 50 grand. And he has to hand back over the 110,000 that he stole. Well, he, he bribed, he was bribed. So he didn't get that much money. No, and he has to go away for years and pay money he doesn't have. What a moron! He wouldn't no, be back. A, I'm just saying. I just say I can't feel bad for him, man. Like, uh, it's just crazy shit, man. What you get, boy? You yeah, get? but it's it, bribes. You know what the yeah. best part about that story is? The Fed stopped him, so the Fed yeah. didn't arrest the guy for uh, the cannabis game. They didn't prosecute him with that. It was bribery that they, mm -hmm. they prosecuted him with. Yeah. We had uh, here in Washington State during the medical times, during that transitional phase, uh, the guy who owns Have a Heart, the IRS actually approached him and said, Hey, uh, you know, for 100000 I can make all your problems disappear. And sure as shit, the dude showed up the case and set him up. And so, like, the IRS cracked down on him. And that was a good thing. So, like, when shit like that happens, you're like, This is what legalization is. It's going to be paperwork and ceos and you know just this non-sexy farmer stuff which you know that's the all part we enjoy but i wanted something to share with you man because you know uh i always find it funny when people talk about tech and cannabis right like when people talk about tech and cannabis it's mostly like nothing innovative nothing new and and so but i found these guys these guys pick so hopefully they'll come to our come to illinois right so this this joint here it's pretty wild it's hollowed out and it's grounded and I got one right here. Oops, we put the two and two together. So the thing about these joints, oh, there you are, Tamer. Um, the thing about these joints is they're guaranteeing the burn, which I always think it's a big boast when people say like, oh, 
guaranteed uh, evil burn. But these guys, this is going to be my 10th joint that I bought. Um, check this out. So they got a little butt plug that comes with them. Called a butt plug, but you'll see. Pop this out. Get out of your hole. Come on, you too good for your home? Ah. Uh, oh, you know what? Oh, here it goes. So check this out. That goes into the center of the joint. It pops out of there. And so reading an article on these guys, how do you do this? How do you perfect this consistent burn? They're using a, a air pressure and a laser for like density. And they are sure as shit. Again, this is my 10th joint with these guys. And the way they've grown these things or uh, packed these things, and I imagine the quality of the canvas matters too, but the consistency has always been a nice even burn down, which I'm like, I'm impressed. Like, I, I just like joints to be on the go. You know, mm -hmm. and, you know, there's always canoeing involved or, you know, ones that just, you know, slap really well. But these guys just ash so well. And it's the way it's packed. And it's the way. And so it's called Pick Platform. It's the name of the tech. And they're actually going to be outsourced into like other, you know, companies to use their technology. And I got to say, these guys are on point. Like, like it fucking works. 10 out of 10. Well, let's, get, let's get them uh, licensed. And so they need a licensing agreement and they can be everywhere. But that's, yeah. that's part of the manufacturing process. So somewhere there is a, a licensed producer processor that has to make that joint pursuant to their state issue license. But then that technology can move from state to state substantially easier with a contract. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I was bringing it up because I think this pick pre-roll so far has been the best I've seen sciencey type thing that actually is consistent. You know, for me in calibration, there's three things that uh, make for quality. It's repeatability, reliability, and accuracy. And most of the time, you're only going to get two out of three. And uh, uh, these guys so far, it's been on point every time. I'm just like, damn. That, these, this this uh, tech is going to go beyond other states for sure, eventually. Man, that is something else. But we've done it again. We've sure. talked about cannabis legalization news for a whole hour. So thank you for enjoying our show. That's it. And if you want to catch Miggy and I, you know where we're going to be. Well, first, you can always just catch us on Cannabis Legalization News. If you are in the industry and you want to come on the program, go for it. We have this nice little social blue book that you can find right here. I guess I will share this live with the 229 people still hanging out with us. And shout out to all those people that are hanging out with us. We really appreciate you guys. And there is how you can find out more about our channel uh 527,000 total fans main platform of course is facebook and then on youtube we have about 47,000 subs and uh 475,000 over at facebook hopefully schedule three means that that uh, gets a little bit more play but then the other place that you can find miggy and i is over at mj bizcon we are going out there i'm going to be taking care of that uh, next week uh, we'll be there. It is November 29th through uh, December 1st, and I will be there on the floor doing a lot of podcasts with Mita. Shout out to Mita. You can go see them at Mita-AZ.org. Uh, we have done some great work with them over the, the course of the year. We did some Mita Unshackles in Maryland, and so there's the, the social equity spotlight that we had done with them uh, in, you know, in association with collateral base uh, and then they have socialequityeducation.com which is an ex excellent training module that they've put together and it's free um check it out and they even have like here's here's the zip codes that if you qualify here are the if nice. you went to a university for two 
out of four years and one of these you will also qualify and it is open right now for social equity applicants in uh, maryland but that is that's mita we will be at their uh, booth at mj biz uh Niggy will be there. I'll be there. And if you want to come on the podcast and be on in front of 527,000 fans, you can be there too. Yeah, come on up. Looking forward to it. Really excited. Me too, yeah. man. All right. We will be back next week with more news. And we have uh, I have another video coming out. And I just shot another one. And then uh, the producers want me to shoot one a week. So I'll probably have another one here soon. That's good for the algorithm. And uh, hopefully Matt can make it next time. Hopefully he feels well, better. Yeah, better yeah. Shout out to him. And then we'll have some more guests coming on and maybe even you. All right. See you guys. See you.